0: Yo and hello.
1: Welcome back to Podcast Free Roscoe. I'm Sammy. And I'm Jody.
0: And we're wondering.
1: Do you remember Radio Free Roscoe?
0: Do you guys remember the show about four teens having a radio station, or am I just making it up?
1: It was like, and then there was like a principal dude who was like their arch nemesis, and one of them was a spy.
0: Yeah, that sounds, that sounds familiar, right?
1: Yeah, that one. Ah, Radioactive. Show done. Oh, yeah. Show over. Show over. Cancelled. Cancelled ourselves.
0: We <laughs> yeah, we cancelled ourselves.
1: <laughs> so this week we're looking at season two, episode ten, River Deep, Roscoe High. First aired October twenty second, two thousand four. Written by Nicole Dimers and directed by Harvey Crossland. It's it's our core crew with uh, some some familiar faces and the recurring characters.
0: I wonder if River Pierce will be one of those recurring characters.
1: I don't think so. That'd be kind of weird. I think you might get confused because the episode's called River Deep Roscoe High. People might think you're talking about that river Mm -hmm. and not an actual river, which is definitely what this episode's about.
0: Yeah, I think this is the one where the four of them learn how to portage. This is the one where the school gets flooded.
1: The storage room's unlocked. You want to duck in there so that I can wipe that frown off your face with my lips?
0: Our episode opens with Kim looking pissed off, sitting on a bench, tapping her toes, wearing very chunky platform shoes, which I feel like, I think I had the same shoes they were bad for my feet. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> and that's my story. Robbie comes up and asks her what's bothering her. And Kim's upset about the radio
1: ratings again. What does it? What does it matter? What does it matter? Are you? Are they gonna take you off the air? No. Essentially, glorified
0: announcements. Yeah. My God. We get a weird energy a weird sort of River versus Robbie energy again. Cause Robbie's trying to comfort her, and then he gets distracted because River Pierce is like he's walking by on crutches, and he's explaining how he like did the six sports move and got the Cougars into the finals or some shit. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know the, the six sports move.
0: Yeah, he did the six sports move. The six sports moves. <laughs> the the, uh, the six forbidden moves sports moves of
1: sports. Um, there's there's the the kick the the throw um the punch the, the punch, punch <laughs> is good um jump J- jump is a good one um um maybe maybe a uh, maybe a spin in there a cool oh, spin oh yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah you know a cool spin a that's cool totally spin. one so wait yeah kick throw punch spin jump one more What's the final What's the final
1: forbidden mood? <laughs> the, the, the final forbidden mood of sport? Probably probably like an ollie or something, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that.
1: <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> applies to all sports.
0: Yeah, River did all of those and
1: managed to <laughs> break his leg. He did an his, ollie <laughs> in the middle of this basketball game. Everyone was like, oh, shit. <laughs>
0: Whoa. He's not even supposed to do that. <laughs> Robbie's kind of glaring at him a little bit because he's just like... This river guy, he's river or whatever. And he gets distracted and Kim's upset with him. We're getting distracted. And that's kind of our little cold open.
1: Hey, you. So I was thinking I could hang out with my favorite chick and get some pizza. You in? I'm in. We then get uh, Ray coming down the hallway. Um, he's got his headphones in. So it. I guess he's talking to somebody on the phone. But he's like, hey, let's how's my favorite girl doing? Let's hang out and do a thing. And uh, Lily is at the bottom of the stairs when he says this. And she's like, yeah, okay. Um, and is kind of teasing him uh, in a fun bantery way without realizing that he's talking to somebody on the phone. So he ignores her, doesn't even see her and walks away. Ooh. And she's like, hello, I'm trying to flirt with you.
0: Oh, <laughs> um, We also get Introduced to the fact that uh, No Man's Land is trying to enter like a showcase or something. And uh, so I guess that's a thing that's going on. And Parker and Megan and Lily are trying to figure it out. And Parker is wearing the most confusing sweater I've ever seen. It's kind of like a sweater meets a poncho with like a detached sleeve at one point.
1: It seems like 2000s fashion. I I was that kid in fourth grade who had a poncho and thought I was the height of of fashion. Just, like, a pink knit poncho that I got from the children's place. The children's Probably. Place? Probably the children's place. And, uh, yeah, I thought I thought I was it. I thought I was the yeah. one. You can't shake a
0: nine-year-old with a poncho.
1: No, you can't. Just the, the level of confidence. They would flap so much just from the fabric. They would just levitate. Yeah.
0: That's a great image. Just tiny Jody (laughs) flapping away.
1: Just kind of slowly hovering. (laughs) But the power of this poncho. What is the organizer for? So you can know exactly when not to turn in your assignments.
0: So the kids are at lunch. Ray's like got like a whole planner. Cause like all the girls in the school want to date him except when they want to date River, I guess. (laughs) Lily joins the group completely like walking past kim who's got like a little clipboard for some reason and she's just like hey lily just brushes
1: faster and sits down i didn't even notice that
0: yeah poor kim and lily's like hey guys movie marathon at my house and travis like sorry lily i have an instant
1: messenger date with bridget (laughs) oh it's so pure it's great he's like i have to go get books on poetry sorry (laughs) And Robbie's just kind of watching Kim, and not really paying attention to Lily. And he's like, I can't, mom, shopping.
0: And he's like, okay, great. And uh, Ray says, oh, I can pencil you in. And Lily kind of peers over at this like planner. And she's like, oh, great. Yeah. Pencil me in. That's awesome.
1: But then he's like, but first, I got to pencil in these two other girls. And like, it goes off to, I guess, ask <laughs> two more people out on a date. Wild. Okay, you ready? Kim could be back any second, so let's do this. I don't know, Mr. Waller. Radio is not really my thing. Nonsense.
0: And then we go to Cougar Radio, because it turns out, a little bit earlier in the episode, River's telling his story about how he hurt himself, and, like, Waller was, like, sternly looking around the hallway, and then he looks over at his River is telling his story,
1: and he's like, hmm, yes. <laughs> he just sort of nods. Uh, this man can really tell a story. I will choose him. He is the new Danger Man. He is the one,
0: and he basically sits River down and has him re, Kim script for Cougar Radio, and so, while we're in the cafeteria, we hear Cougar Radio in the announcements because again, that's how this station gets any ratings, <laughs> and River advertises the blood drive and says, ladies. I'll be there to hold you up if you faint. You can sign up at the nurse's office. And of course, there's just like a stampede of girls.
1: Take my blood. Take my blood. Take my blood. (laughs) Give it to River. Fill him with my blood. Fill him with my blood. Fix his leg with my blood. (laughs) So he can do the sports. Man, they really need to up the science education in the school, huh? They really do. It's so bad. He just needs more blood. That's it. Oh, that's what it is. Be fine. Give his give his leg like, more
0: blood, and he'd be fine.
1: This is so unfair to Kim. Speaking from a strictly sociological perspective, of course.
0: Robbie has to do his weird dance of, oh, this sucks for Kim. I mean, sociologically speaking, which makes no sense.
1: Even though it's it's he's just talking to Lily and Lily is very much onto him.
0: Yeah, Lily like gets it, but it's weird because it's like the writers kind of forgot about that because Lily's giving him a weird look. Yeah. <laughs> Robbie books it out of the cafeteria. Uh, Kim confronts Waller, and uh, Waller's like, it's not, what do you think? And Kim's like, oh, so River's not a new DJ. And Waller's like, oh yeah, well it is that.
1: And then he <laughs> just, just dips.
0: Yeah, he just, he just kind of like super awkwardly leaves.
1: So we get like a bit of a stare down between Kim and River and he goes to leave. Robbie tries to grab her and he's like, Kim, wait, and she's like, not now. And then we get the very like smarmy, like finger gun kind of look from River, who's- The cheesiest. So confident. This fucking guy.
0: Rumi said it is not the lover's fault that she is so beautiful and
1: delicate. Her only fault is that she has no faults. Kisses, Travis.
0: We get a tiny, tiny scene of Travis and Lily hanging out outside the radio shed. <laughs> Lily looks so distraught. She's just kind of leaning on her guitar. Meanwhile, Travis is, like, composing his message to send to Bridge. <laughs> and it's actually
1: pretty cute.
0: He, like, has a poem and then he says, kisses. Travis, do you think that's too much?
1: <laughs> oh, and and he's on this quest to find the perfect MP3 to yes, attach to it. Like to... it's 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 a lot and it's Oh, it's intense, but it's very sweet intentions.
0: It's great. And we also get a sense that, you know, Lily's waiting to find out if they get into Soundwave, which is this big showcase, and her friends aren't really invested. Like, she mentions it to Travis, and Travis is like, oh, yeah, that's great.
1: I gotta go find the Mp3. I'm question mark, and I'm wondering, what is River Pierce doing on Cougar Radio?
0: And then in the radio station, uh, Robbie uses his platform to try and take down the Great River Pierce, or the GRP, as Lily calls him.
1: Robbie with a vendetta? Who knew? His own personal agenda?
0: (laughs) Who knew that his philosophy for... You know, having a voice was just having a voice so that he could bitch about people who piss him off.
1: <laughs> you created this station to bitch, Lily. You know, half jokingly, is like, well, you know, if if Cougar uh, Radio doesn't work out, there's always space here for another DJ right next to me. And <laughs> there's a good bit where Ray's like, well, no, thanks, Shady, but uh, the only we've only got room for one on air hottie. And then Smog chimes in and he's like, Why, thank
0: you, Pronto. I'm both flattered and uncomfortable.
1: Okay, so while Pronto and Smog took it out for Radio Haughty Supremacy, why don't you listen to this song?
0: While a song is playing, Ray gets a call from someone who he's supposed to have a date with. Turns out his planner got all screwed up. It was like an old planner. And so he has a date tonight and he ends up blowing off his plans with Lily And he's like, Lily, we're buddies. We can hang out anytime. And Lily's like, yeah, anytime. Great. Great. Oof.
1: Yeah. Lily's really getting, uh, really getting ignored in this one.
0: Why don't you call? We have to know if
1: we got the sound wave, so why don't you call?
0: We get a cute little scene in the basement of Lily's home and continuing the theme of Lily's home being adorable and I want to live there. (laughs) It is very cute. Um... Parker's trying to study. Megan's bringing drinks for everybody.
1: (laughs) And Lily's home.
0: Be a better host, Lily. Come on. Lily's sort of strumming anxiously, singing about how they need to hear from Soundwave. And Parker tells her to cut it out. Parker sucks. She is so mean. She doesn't even care if we get into Soundwave because she is short. Lily actually pauses Parker for a second to have a heart-to-heart because she's feeling kind of bad for you know not feeling happy for Ray cause
1: and for Travis
0: for Ray and for Travis she's effectively lost the affection of the two buoys who were fighting over her for most of the season to this point she's trying to figure out how to deal with those feelings cause she still has feelings for Ray but she's the one who blew him off Parker says it can be hard to watch people move on but don't, don't be standing still just like my grandma would say and Lily's like, you know what? Screw the boys. They can hang out with me if they want.
1: I believe that this is the first uh, Nana Hayes piece of wisdom for the, the series. Another one of uh, our, my, my favorite bits is Parker uh, sharing little pieces of wisdom that she takes out of context from her grandma. And so it's a nice little
0: moment with the three girls. Megan doesn't really say anything, but we get some really good reaction
1: shots of her. Just a reminder to all students. That anyone who parks in my spot will be towed immediately. That means you, I-T-S-C-A-K-E.
0: And then in the next scene, Waller is a broken man. He's just marching into his office, and he grabs the intercom, and he says, anybody who parks in my space will be immediately towed. Which is like, where did he end up parking? How how far was he? yeah. Cause he's like disheveled, he's out of breath. And uh, he immediately goes to call a towing company, gets put on hold. River, you know, comes in on his crutches and they start talking about Cougar Radio. Waller's like, have you thought of a catchphrase yet? All the good DJs have one. And River's like, what about It's Cake? which is a stupid phrase, but it's the one that River keeps using. <laughs> There's a very good moment where Waller's written down the license plate of the car parked in his spot on his hand, and he <laughs> kind of looks at his hand for a second and he's like, oh, and it spells out, it's cake, and it's River's car. River's the one who parked in Waller's spot. And Waller's like, well, you know, if you're going to be on Cougar Radio, maybe you should have a spot closer to the thing, or uh, I should have the thing that we go to. <laughs> you should have a spot closer to the school. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this thing that we call a school.
0: <laughs> what's it called again? And uh Rivers like, Well, you know, I'm having some trouble with my classes, so I don't know if I'm gonna be doing this cougar radio thing. And Waller's like, I'm sure we can get you some extra credit. And Rivers like, Ooh, maybe I can even have it in my own show. All the while Robbie's been like weirdly backing up towards Waller's door because he yeah. wants to hear what's going on with the. Uh, River and Waller. And as the conversation ends, Robbie like panics and he ends up launching over like the <laughs> admins desk as as River leaves the scene. But uh yeah, River's trying to kinda of sneak his way into Cougar Radio. And uh Robbie's not too pleased about it.
1: I, I really like as well um the whole like it's cake license plate thing is we we do get a bit of um Waller when he makes the announcement being like whoever's car this is you'll be towed. We like he spells out the full thing and it's it's literally the words it's cake. It's not like it's like IT5 like it's not like it was some sort of like um like swapping letters for numbers kind of thing like you would maybe have to translate. It's it's just the words it's cake and it could so easily have not have been but it's just like this moment of Waller being so stupid. <laughs> yeah
0: just so blinded by rage but that's our first half so drama at cougar radio you know lily's trying to sort out band stuff and ray and travis are besotted with love and whatnot and poetry and finding the perfect mp3 and having all of the dates so there's a lot of dramatics happening and we will pick that up after the break or should i say the Body Break. Oh.
1: Body Break. Body Break with Hal Johnson and Joanne MacLeod.
0: Oh, That's right, everybody. Our CanCon commercial break this week is Body Break. Body Break. <laughs> I'm so excited
1: for the, this. The commercial break itself.
0: Yes. Yes, the, the king of commercial breaks, except for maybe Heritage Minutes. But... um. Yeah, Body Break was like the thing in the 90s. Body Break. So, um, Body Break is a series of television public service announcements hosted by Hal Johnson and Joanne McLeod. So, Body Break started off as a self-funded pilot by Hal and Joanne who met at a gym because, of course, they did. And they wanted to work in TV and be able to create a show centered around fitness and healthy eating or at least that was the story until recently actually hal johnson in the context of the important conversations we're having about race lately he's revealed some uh, some of the dark backstory behind the origin of body break oh it turns out no. that hal johnson yeah well it's not <laughs> it sounds so much worse than but uh <laughs> so body
1: break getting cancelled
0: no, Body Break is not getting cancelled. TSN might be getting cancelled. But basically, um, Hal Johnson is biracial and he originally wanted to work as a sports reporter for TSN. He sent his tape, they really liked him. They hired him for all of a couple hours when they called him back and said, You know what? Sorry, we're actually we already have a black reporter and we don't wanna have two black reporters.
1: Wow. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, full blatant racism.
0: And then, when Hal and Joanne made their show and were shopping it around, they pitched it to TSN again. and they got rejected because they were like, well, the thing is you're black and the young woman is white. And we just don't think Canada's ready to see a biracial couple on TV in like 1988. Oh my God. <laughs> it's real bad, man. So, so yeah, Hal and Joanne, made the show body break with the goal of making sure it was inclusive, that people could see themselves reflected on, on the show and that health and fitness is for everybody. It's extremely wholesome. There's a really good story that Joanne tells on the about page of bodybreak.com um, that, that she recalls from, you know, when they were trying to plan out at the show and she says, suddenly Hal broke the silence. Do you have $2,000? He asked This wasn't the sort of thing I expected to hear, but I said yes, I had $2,000. That's about all I had, but I wasn't about to tell him that. Hal had $2,000 too. Between us, he figured we had the money to finance the pilot shows and put together sales material. As it turns out, that was the last $2,000 for both of us, even though each thought the other had plenty of cash. I kept working at Canada Life with visions of a dwindling bank balance my biggest motivator while Hal spent his time plotting out the show. We decided that finding ways to help people incorporate healthy eating and physical activity into their daily lives would be the primary goal for body break. We used Hal's mother, Pat Johnson, as an example, a woman who loves to garden. As with most gardeners, she complained that she often felt stiff and sore after a day of working outside. To solve that, body break would target gardeners in a show featuring an exercise to stretch and reduce tension in the shoulders. That would be our theme for each two-minute segment, identify a fitness problem and solve it with an exercise, nutrition, or health tip. We had the philosophy, the drive, and the commitment, and now we had a theme. Voila, Body Break was born. So Hal and Joanne, they meet, they fall in love, they spend all their like last savings to produce this pilot episode. They shop it around, they get rejected by like 40 different companies. <laughs> and but you know what? They have a dream. They have a dream to make Body Break happen. And basically they shopped it around and they finally took it to participation. Um, and Participation is a national nonprofit organization originally launched as a Canadian government program in the 70s to promote healthy living and physical fitness. And basically, they paid for 65 episodes of Body Break, and it just took off. Um, after the original Participation run ended, uh, Helen and Joanne shopped it around to different stations because they were like, I think people like this. And it turned out, yes, people like this. And... Yeah, they ended up producing over 300 episodes going right up into the 2000s. Here's some other really good thoughts from Hal and Joanne from their Body Break page. A little bit about the feel of Body Break, if you will. Or rather, they say, what is the philosophy of Body Break? To us, Body Break means being active, eating well, and feeling good about yourself. When your body and mind feel great, everything else falls into place. Our goal for Body Break remains the same as it was back in 1988 to encourage Canadians to live healthy, active lifestyles. We've also used our show in a more subtle way to help convey the message that no matter what your race, gender, or physical limitation, we can all live, work, and play together. This is very important to us, and we do not do it because it may be considered politically correct. We do it because it's the right thing to do.
1: Oh, how and You know, we will to- talk a lot about Tessa and Scott and the the... <laughs> The whole like idea of a Canadian dream couple, but I mean, Hal and Joanne.
0: I think it's Hal and the, Joanne. The real OG. Yeah, um, it's funny they have a a page, a Wikipedia page for uh, themselves as a couple, and one of my favorite little like sentences I've ever seen. In a Wikipedia page, is on this page that lists kind of points about them. And it just says Hal Johnson's former mustache is well known. <laughs> and <laughs> it has a citation that goes to a Toronto Life article.
1: <laughs> the fact that it's cited at all.
0: I know, and the Toronto Life article is about how Hal and Joanne got cast in The Amazing Race Canada back in, like, 2013, and, uh, and I guess what the uh, what the Wikipedia article is citing, quote-unquote, is, uh, In a stroke of casting genius, Amazing Race Canada has signed up legendarily chipper, body-break pair Hal Johnson and Joanne McLeod for its first season. We're delighted that the couple is still at the forefront of keeping fit and having fun, though less pleased to note the demise of Hal's once-heroic moustache. <laughs> so I guess the moustache was well-known according to Toronto Life. One of the things that I love and remember aside from the theme is just like the wardrobe. Like the mm-hmm. wardrobe, I feel like they were constantly wearing tracksuits, um, you know, of various different fluorescent colors. I found one where you get the recipe for Hal's honeydew delight.
1: If, if that isn't what I call all future significant others... <laughs> My honeydew delight. Oh, that's very good. I like that a lot. What you do is you simply take a honeydew,
0: slice it in half, then you take the pits out of the middle, and at the same time, Joanne is slicing up some strawberries to put in the delight, along with some grapes at the same time. I like
1: to also use pineapples.
0: Yeah, so I love how Hal's honeydew delight is basically scoop out half a honeydew melon.
1: Yeah, it's just it's just a fruit salad, but the bowl is a melon. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you're going to eat half a melon now. This is your life with Honeydew Delight. So Hal and Joanne are still active. They've got a YouTube channel called Body Break Hal and Joanne. They have uploads of their older spots, but they're also like putting out new stuff all the time. They put out one, it was like how to buy shoes. So it was like how to buy like the right running shoes. And they're they're still making appearances here and there. I found a video where like Jesse Crookshank was having a little interview with them for CBC. But it was really weird because it was like she was asking them about like any vices that they have. And she straight up asks like, do you watch porn? (laughs) And Al and Joanne are like, no. (laughs) All right, Jesse. I think my favorite thing that I found is it's very puzzling. But it's very good so i'm not sure what brought them to hal and joanne but when netflix was making promos for santa clarita diet which is a tv show where drew barrymore is a zombie they decided to have a hal and joanne body break moment <laughs> promoting santa clarita <laughs> diet is this, i
1: don't know why so th- this isn't in the show this is just a promo for it It's a
0: promo for it. The Santa Clarita Diet is always personalized for you. That means it must also be gluten-free and non-GMO, totally organic, low sodium. Yeah, that's great. Uh, But can you lie down here, please? (laughs) 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 And that's all you need
1: to know about the Santa Clarita Diet. The only diet that keeps you in shape with the freshest and leanest meats. Well, until next time, keep keep it it, and and have have fun. fun. Cheers. Cheers. Oh it's so it's so good. good. They got all the
0: sound effects. It's the same presentation style as just Hal and Joanne as
1: cannibals. <laughs> Covered in blood. <laughs> Covered just in drenched. blood. Oh. Yep.
0: Just drinking a human smoothie. Oh. Uh, it's great. I'm I'm so happy that Hal and Joanne are still doing their thing. They are very beloved. Um <laughs> it's uh I, I wanted to share some, I figured the best way to do the reception for this is, you know, you get all sorts of YouTube comments on the different ads that are posted. So I've got a few here. Space Wolf Jr. says, I hope his mustache will be awarded the order of Canada.
1: <laughs> Which It is very well known. It's a
0: very good point. Um, David Sibelius says, Nostalgia, I used to love the body break ads. I lift weights at the gym and have a lot of arm strength. <laughs>
1: So, congrats David <laughs> sorry I didn't write more YouTube comments yesterday I was busy lifting weights
0: <laughs> yeah I, I have to save my arm strength for lifting weights sorry about it um, Abner Wigglestaff says what? I remember hating <laughs> yeah. uh Avner says, I remember hating these commercials because they took too long and I just wanted to get back to watching Inspector Gadget. Now I can watch Gadget commercial-free anytime on YouTube while blazing weed. It's great being a 40-year-old kid.
1: (laughs) Why did you come to this video? Why are you here, Avner? Go, go to your Inspector Gadget fandom.
0: Yeah, leave Hal and Joanne alone. Uh, user Seto Kaiba says, "I feel my fitness goals cannot truly be realized without a 1980s tracksuit."
1: <laughs> my God, Kaiba!
0: <laughs> yeah, you, the Yu-Gi-Oh villain himself, realizes the value of 1980s tracksuits. Wow. Um, user Grayskull posted this three months ago and said. As someone who's been using nostalgia as a coping mechanism during our current quarantine, I really appreciate the frequency of these uploads. It's also been a great reminder to continue to be active, even if it means performing simple exercises like shoulder press. Thanks so much for all of your efforts over the years. You two have been a constant inspiration to keep fit and have fun, and you make all of Canada proud.
1: Yeah.
0: That's very sweet.
1: Hal and Joanne.
0: Hal and Joanne are great. They're still making stuff. They're doing cute but confusing Netflix ads, and they're just—they're wonderful. Before we close, I have something I need to do with Jody. Um, Jody, we're gonna find out if you are more <laughs> Hal or Joanne from Body Break. Hell according yeah! To this, <laughs> according to this Buzzfeed quiz, let's find out. All right, Jody, pick a fruit to pose with—an apple or a pineapple.
1: Um. Hmm. I feel like I feel like the pineapple is more visual interest.
0: Yeah, true. It's a good point. Pick a sporty windbreaker. We have a uh, a black and purple and teal and pink and yellow number, or we've got blue with some colorful accents
1: as well. I'm going with that black one. Yeah, I feel like I had one like that when I was a kid.
0: Pick a weird place to work out: your office or on an airplane. Uh,
1: it's got to be an office. Yeah, I don't want to do anything on an airplane.
0: No, I want to go to sleep on an airplane. Pick a word, low impact or
1: aerobic? Just just like the word aerobic is so satisfying to look at.
0: Like, look at how it it's really is. It's just, it's just a nice word. It is a nice word. Pick a fun and fit activity, swimming or skiing?
1: Ooh, a difficult choice for me because I find both terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> True. I, I, I will say swimming.
0: What's your go-to power pose? Either a bicep flex or both hands in the air. Both
1: hands in the air. I do that multiple times during episodes.
0: Well, Jody, you got Hal. Oh yeah, you're Hal. You've got a fantastic mustache and quads that won't quit.
1: Hell yeah.
0: You love to make fitness fun, and you always have a handful of raw <laughs> almonds in your tracksuit pocket.
1: <laughs> it makes it sound like I'm like attracting vermin wherever I go. Always <laughs> <laughs> oh, just got a pocket full of almonds. Just a pocket full of almonds. No, but that's that's true, and I'm I'm really glad that our audience does now know that I have quads that won't quit. I got So Jody is how from Body Break, and I will do some cool sports moves with them. Just watch me.
0: So that's Body Break, friends. I mean, you've got you've got everything. You've got colorful track suits. You've got '80s, '90s synth music. A wholesome couple who believes in good representation and feeling good about yourself. It's Body Break, that's all you need.
1: <laughs> I love them, I love them, and I'm I'm excited. I, I've subscribed to their YouTube channel and I'm excited to see their content.
0: Amazing. So should we all.
1: Body Break! Body Break!
0: No Man's Land, we're in? Thank you,
1: thank you, thank you, I love you!
0: It turns out No Man's Land has gotten into Soundwave. Lily gets the call. The girls are all super excited. Ray and Travis show up and they're like, what are we all excited about? (laughs) Because they haven't been paying any attention. And Lily's like, you know what? I was going to tell you, but I'm going to hang out with my girlfriends. And Ray and Travis are like, well, why don't we all hang out? And they're like, all right, we'll hang out tonight. So because we'll see what happens at the big old hang
1: out. I like, I like Travis's look. He's like, we were thinking we could all hang out. And he has like his like arm around Ray and is like really gripping his shoulder. And he's like biting his lip really hard. He's like, I've been sending too many
0: emails. I need to talk to real people. (laughs) (laughs) Hang out with me. I am only going to show you this once and you cannot come crawling back to me in case you mess up. I just want to do the best job I can, Kimmy. And then we go to Cougar Radio where Kim's trying to walk River through all of the things that he needs to know. And River's like, I got this, Kim. And River like pushes her out with his like toe boot thing. What's like, it's like the plastic cast thing that he has on his foot. And he pushes Kim out. He's like, I work better alone. And I just, I hate him. And
1: (laughs) did you call it a toe boot?
0: Yeah, toe boot.
1: (laughs) Toe boot, Willie.
0: Toe Boot he's a Toe Boot boy. So Toe Boot boy starts his show and he's like, "Welcome to my show, River Deep Purasco High." So I guess that's the uh, we got a title of the episode. He he starts his whole thing and he's like, "Now, here's a song I think you'll enjoy. It's from my personal CD collection." And Kim tries to like grab it back from him saying, "It's not on the schedule." And she and River end up getting into an argument on the air and <laughs> It's a whole thing. And then they like, I don't know, they start playing music or, again or something. And Waller walks in and he's like, great show, you two.
1: <laughs> 30 seconds in and all they've done is fight on the air.
0: Yeah, he's like, this is perfect for uh, this is the example we want the high school radio station to to lead. And uh, it's he basically offers a. Uh, uh, show slot that Kim's been working on for years to River. That's my show! I have spent two years kissing your- Tampa. Basically, Waller, you know, is besotted with River's radio presence and he basically hands to River everything that Kim's been working for and River's like super smarmy about it as he is about everything. Kim kind of lowers the blinds in Cougar Radio and shuts the door because she wants to be alone. Robbie goes in to talk to her, or try to talk to her about River Pierce things, and uh, Kim's just not having it. She is feeling pretty bad. Who can blame her? Because River River Pierce sucks.
1: Here's a latte, because I like you a latte. You've already used that joke, right? I know, I'm into recycling, you know, because it's all about the comedy environment. Lily, Travis, and Ray are all at Mickey's. We get uh, kind of a repeat of... um, The kind of apology drink scene that we've we've seen uh, Ray use before. He brings Lily a latte because he likes her a latte. And then Travis brings her a biscotti because... B- biscotti be a good friend Or something like that It's <laughs> it's real bad I do like the apology biscotti
0: though It's a nice enhancement to the uh, apology latte
1: Yeah so so they sit down And Lily's like so think you guys want to ask me Because she's you know She hasn't told them yet about getting this yeah. This uh, cake at Soundwave And um, Ray's like Yes so you know this girl I've, I've double booked dates And I need you to like Make uh. plans with one of them and Lily's what? like, oh God, and Travis is like, how insensitive. She doesn't need to worry about that. She's worried about looking at my poem for Bridget. Oh,
0: and, these
1: Yes. Two dumb so boys. it it turns out these two dumb boys are just here to to use Lily as their their female friend to uh, oh. help them with their dating situations. And Lily's really upset, and she's like, thanks, yeah. guys, and she leaves. And neither of them notice because they're too busy like neither bickering with each noticed. other. Like getting into like this uh, classic Ray and Travis insult battle. And it's a. Uh, oh, it, it sucks so much. It sucks so much. It's such a bummer. Thanks for coming. Did you get in okay? Yeah, yeah. I just pretended I was coming to see the school band concert. We
0: go to Cougar Radio where Kim is packing up a bunch of her stuff. Robbie comes to meet her because I guess they'd made plans to meet. He's like, what are you doing? And Kim's packing up her stuff because she's feeling really deflated by the fact that River had like five seconds on the air and now suddenly he's getting everything that Kim's worked so hard for and you know Robbie tells her he's like River's been plotting this he's a master manipulator and Kim gets all pissed because Robbie had this knowledge and didn't tell her you know but she didn't let him tell her before but anywho Kim shuts out Robbie again and so yeah God, all these teens need to learn how to communicate. Can I tell you another thing my grandma once told me? Again with the grandma, if you feel like you've been bitten, sometimes the best thing to do is to bite back. So the next day, Parker asks Lily how things went, and Lily basically, like, bonks her head on a locker as an expression of just just the sheer frustration of these boys. And uh, Parker says, you know what? Sometimes when you bite, you gotta... You get, sometimes when you get bitten, you gotta bite back. It's like Nanny Haynes
1: always says. Sometimes when you bite something, you just gotta bite it. And then you chew, and then you've had a snack. (laughs) I like, I'm so confused. (laughs) This is my wisdom. Eat a snack. You're not you when you're hungry. Have a Snickers.
0: Yeah. Did you know, did you guys know Jody
1: came up with that? It was me all along.
0: But Parker continues to be a really great friend for Lily when her other friends are just completely just out of touch with her.
1: This isn't about wanting to be on Cougar Radio. This is about wanting to look good. Is that what you think? Then the type of guy that would do something just to look good?
0: Meanwhile, we get dramatic confrontation finally between Robbie and River, Ooh. where Robbie basically says to River like, why are you doing all this? Like, are you just trying to look good? And River's like, do I look like the type of guy who would do something just to look good? And Robbie's like, well, I don't know. But then he he like does this thing where he kind of yoinks River's crutch away from him and reveals that River's ankle is pretty much healed, I guess. And uh, River's like, oh, look at that! I guess it's not that bad. And Robbie like criticizes the whole optics of the thing because River's trying to craft a story, like, right? Like he he pulls the forbidden sports moves and hurts himself, but then he comes back to do even more sports moves at the finals. How great it's the it's the school hero.
1: I, I like the concept of the forbidden sports moves.
0: <laughs> yeah, We you do all six of them that's what's forbidden.
1: Oh okay. so it's a is he, is he like the avatar of sports moves?
0: Yes so so if he does like the kick, the throw, the punch, the uh, the jump, the uh, the um shit what was the fifth one? I can't remember the Ollie and the other one. All in the same sport, yeah. He could seriously hurt himself, or he could be the avatar. Who knows? <laughs> but <sighs> you know, River's like, yeah, people will be talking about it for months. And Robbie's like, well, I'm gonna tell people. And River's like, yeah, but who do you think they're gonna believe? And Robbie's like, do you want to take that chance? And there's this moment where River's, or er, where Robbie's, kind of looking at River's mouth, and it seriously looks like they're gonna kiss.
1: <laughs> I it's it's. it's I think it's because we see like Robbie in so many tense scenes that are like him and Kim. That it's like, oh, this is this energy is so similar.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so true. Oh my gosh. Yeah, new love triangle. Um,
1: Here for it. Because once I rejoin the team, show's yours. You deserve it.
0: And so basically, the result is that River ends up sharing his slot with Kim, and they have this whole bickering dynamic that seems to be working well for them. Waller, for some reason, is not happy about this. I don't. I don't really get it. But he's listening in his office, and he calls the towing truck to take away River's car.
1: Yeah, I think because River says once he's healed up and he's back um, playing the the forbidden sports again, um, then he won't be on the station anymore. Oh, so I think it's like he's true. he's dodged Waller's deal, and Waller is true. slighted. Yes, Waller's
0: been slighted because his his chosen one for the to carry the mantle of danger man has shunned him, and so now he gets his car taken away. But uh, Robbie managed to do some finagling to make sure that Kim's interests are looked out for, because that's what he does.
1: So next time one of you two wants to ask me something, I better start with "way to go" for getting into Sound Wave, and end with "where do I get the ticket." So uh, we get kind of the the final blowout between Lily and these boys who've been so frustrating. They're all walking away from the shed, and um, they're talking about their, their girl problems. Ray compared a girl's eyes to a cow, and now she's mad at him. And Travis sent his mushy poems and didn't get a, a huge response back from Bridget. And Lily just kind of loses it. And she's like, all right, both of you need to shut up, Ray- you don't you don't compare a girl to a cow and she says you deserve to not be called back by every woman for the rest of your life and he goes i guess i can accept that (laughs) it's very good it's a good bit and then you know she calls travis out and she's like do you want to hear me talk about meshy boy stuff no so shut up um, and <laughs> calls them both out on um, not acknowledging or not paying any attention to her getting into Soundwave. And they're like, you got in? Well, we didn't know. And Robbie didn't know. And Robbie's like, excuse me? And he pulls out a teddy bear from behind his back and the teddy bear has a t-shirt that says No Man's Land on it. And it's oh, so, it's so perfect. It's so sweet. Robbie, so even in amongst all of this drama, Robbie is a, is a good friend to Lily and it's very sweet and good. You know, you and River really had great on-air chemistry. Are you jealous, McGrath? But we, we close out the episode with a Robbie and Kim scene hanging out in Mickey's. The two of them have made up. Um, Kim, you know, they're kind of bantering. Kim asks if he's jealous. and He's like, hmm, my girl working alongside the hottest guy in school. I don't know. It's just like, "Ooh, I'm your girl now. And we Ooh. get flirty banter between the two of them. And it ends with Robbie being like, you know, I think Mickey's storage closet is still unlocked and he leaves and then we just see Kim kind of like look around strategically and then dart out of the room. So uh ooh, oh the scandal of these these teens.
0: But yeah, it's a it's a fun episode. I like the fact that Lily just calls the the two boys on their shit and Robbie, the Robbie Lily friendship. I've said this like 10 times in the show, but it always makes me happy. It's a nice one.
1: So, according to Radio com, 4.trapa.com, uh, friends of the pod that we have never spoken to, never met, um, yes. <laughs> songs in this episode include All You Get by Red Hot Valentine's, Pump It Up by Joe Budden, I'll See That You Aren't Woken Up by Sherwood, and This Could Take Forever by Kiddo. And I will say, we do get a bit in the episode where um, as they're going into RFR, we get a little bumper from a band member from Sherwood saying like, this is blah, blah, blah from Sherwood and you're listening to RFR, which is cute, a cute detail.
0: It is very cute. Um, Yeah, and I was going to talk about Sherwood. Um, I did also want to, it's hard to find stuff about Kiddo, but you can watch, uh, or you can listen to This Could Take Forever by Kiddo on Spotify.
1: Thank God, because it's a bop
0: it is the catchiest song in the episode for sure um but so sherwood who was i guess kind of our our on-air guest star for the episode uh they were an indie rock band from san luis obispo california specializing in upbeat pop rock Members of the band cite the Beatles and the Beach Boys as some of their main influences. The band broke up in 2012 after 10 years together, but then, on September 2015, the band announced via their Facebook page they would be starting an Indiegogo account in order to crowdfund their fourth album, which came out in 2016. So, I guess they are still doing the things. Um, yeah, just a California upbeat pop rock band. Um, the song I'll See That You Aren't Woken Up is from their eponymous debut EP, released in 2004, and it was self-titled Sherwood. Yeah, one of the guys popped into RFR for all of five seconds to give that nice RFR clout moment that the indie (laughs) bands are like, you're listening to this station. So that was pretty neat.
1: I love it. If you're not already, you can follow us on social media. You can find us at Podcast Free Roscoe on Facebook and Instagram or Pod Free Roscoe on Twitter. You
0: can also send us an email at PodcastFreeRoscoe at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show what do you think of uh, the original Ready for Yasko show? How much you love Hal and Joanne from Body Break?
1: How much you miss that
0: mustache? Yeah. How you've got quads that won't quit. Um.
1: <laughs> don't don't challenge yeah. me. <laughs> Fight you with my quads.
0: Yeah. Uh, if you would like to challenge Jodi. No, I'm kidding. Don't challenge Jodi. <laughs> if you want to get into quit. a
1: physical altercation.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, email us now. <laughs> and our lines are open. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, for me to beat if- you up. <laughs> <laughs> Email
0: now so we can beat <laughs> the shit out of you <laughs> with our quads. Love to see it. Send us uh, send us a voice clip if you want. And we'll put you on the air like a real radio show.
1: So for now, this is podcast free Roscoe signing off. <laughs>